All right, question number one. What is your name? Uh, Dubs. Dubs. Uh, oh, <laughs> it needs access to the camera, apparently. I'm just going to do this. Sketchy. Well, it, here, it puts a helmet on your face. I don't I, need that. I don't think you'll be able to see I it. don't need that. I don't want a helmet on my face. Uh, I just... When you roll into a party you're excited to, uh, do people watch? No. You roll into a party. You When you roll into a party you're excited to, people watch from the sidelines or let loose on the dance floor? Me? Yeah. What do you what do you like to do at a party? Uh people watch or let loose on the dance floor? What party have I been to that has a dance floor? I don't know, but say you go to like a like a club or something. You got a you got a bar that's playing music, there's people dancing. Are you gonna Since sit I there don't and go watch to the clubs, people? I'm gonna have to say I don't dance. You people watch. I guess. Okay. Question number two. Your brain tends to focus on solutions that are A analytical and scientific, or B inventive and out of the box. Ooh. I know the answer to this one for you. Do you? I don't know. I feel like I do both, right? I think you're very analytical. Okay, analytical. Let's do it. Analytical. <laughs> yes, analytical. Uh, how tameable are you? Are you a wild stallion <laughs> or are you a show horse? <laughs> I'll let you answer that one for me. I, I think, think you're a wild stallion. <laughs> you're a very analytical wild stallion. I, I Generating so. your call sign. Are you ready? Yes. This is going to be your call sign for life. I'm so ready. Your call sign is loading... It's Bronco. Bronco? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I think it just stuck with that horse question. Bronco? <laughs> yeah, Bronco. Do I seem like a... I, that, that works. You do not seem like a Bronco. I don't seem like a Bronco to you? Yeah, also your helmet is purple. Uh, I'm going to do that. my name. I'm going to do... My name is Chris Cross. Because uh, that's something that you called me once. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Question number one. I wonder if it's the same questions. Can you surf? Uh, the answers are not one bit or big waves are my friend. I've stood up on a surfboard once. I've rode a wave for at least 10 or 20 feet. What is that? You surf. Big waves are my friends. <laughs> when you roll into a party you're excited to, I definitely people watch from the sidelines. Okay. okay. What kind of risk taker are you? I take it right up into the danger zone or I like to play it safe. Think you play it safe. I play it safe. I think you I was gonna safe. say danger zone, but that's probably right. You take I risks. Safe. I don't know. Risk taker. Yeah, I don't know. You're adventurous. I don't think you take risks. I think you're adventurous. My call sign is Horizon. <laughs> Horizon and Bronco. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I feel like Bronco could fit. That's uh, what's my call sign.com. It's an official Top Gun Maverick <laughs> call sign generator. Okay. That asks you three almost the same questions. I'm going to laugh if it was like wild wave or something. It's just like <laughs> people watching wave. <laughs> no, they got people watching waves. Uh, so since we last spoke, okay. which apologies for taking another week off, this time it was warranted. It was needed. Yeah. It was a mission critical decision that it, we had. It to, was urgent. It yes. was perhaps the most urgent reason we've taken a week off. Yes, there I agree. There was once that I was so burnt out from work one week, and then the next week I forgot to tell Dubs that I was going camping. So that was the reason I was off for two weeks, and we recorded once, and then Dubs had COVID for two weeks. Uh, which, by the way, that second week, this never aired because we didn't press the record button, but we were going to record remotely because you still had the Coco, so I didn't want to come over. Yes. We were going to record remotely, and we yes. started our FaceTime call that we normally do that, and you could not make it through a sentence without no. coughing. So right. I vetoed, <laughs> and then we ended up talking for 
a little bit longer than we usually end up recording. We just, just sat on FaceTime for like an hour and ten well, minutes. Well, it's because we're friends. Yeah, we well, caught up. We caught up. And it had already been like two weeks since we caught up. Yes, and then... And then we recorded, right? No. Oh, so we took three weeks off just now? I think, I think so. so. I think so. Wow, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, so last week we were supposed to record, but oh no, emergency. Emer- I, me- I messaged you, right? I was like, oh shit. You said, can you call me real quick? And I was <laughs> I like, did. who do we both know that died? <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> that's how you know it's serious. Hey, can, can you, you call, call me real quick? <laughs> and I like wrapped up a meeting that I was in. It was in the middle of the work day. And I was like, all right, cool. Anything else? I think we're good. I'll email you if I have any questions later. I got to go. And I was like, hey, dude, what's up? And you're like, so I don't know if you know this, but Jurassic World Dominion <laughs> launches in theaters Thursday. And I was like, okay, I don't give a shit. <laughs> And you're like, it's going to be in all the IMAX and XD theaters. And I immediately knew. I was like, oh, (laughs) we have some work to do. Yes. Uh, And this was, that was on a Tuesday or something, I think. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I was like, cool. So it it comes out Thursday. We're seeing Top Gun Wednesday. Yes. (laughs) We're going. And boom, you bought tickets. Yes. Uh, I, I, I said to you, I have tickets. Ready to go, perfect seating tomorrow. XD this time. West Can you make it? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Do it." Yeah. <laughs> you press buy. I Apple paid you, and then you and I had another movie date, which yep. it had been a while. It's been I a think. long time. Spider Man. Did we see Spider Man together? It was Spider Man. Yes, it was. Spider-Man. Yeah, we did see Spider Man together. Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, and then and then we went and we saw the dang we saw the dang Top Gun and IMAX and then we didn't record that week because as you all know now it was critical it was <laughs> it was emerg- it was an emergency that we couldn't record uh, and we were thinking of uh, bringing my I have a the Blue Yeti microphone yep uh, we were gonna, gonna br- br- we would have sat car in the car for like an hour and forty five minutes yeah that would have been yeah and we it would have been home good at, for you and it was and it was also way past our bedtimes already oh, it was yeah. just a school night we got to go home it was just. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so we but, saw the Top Gun movie. That was your second time. That was your second time seeing it. Yes. I, the first time I saw, I think I, I think I said on the podcast, my parents' first ever date back yes. in like 1986 or seven or eight or nine or whatever oh. was to the original Top Gun. Oh. Uh, it was so, like literally their first date. So they saw Top Gun Maverick in IMAX. They saw Top Gun I, uh, Maverick in IMAX on a date with their two kids and their significant others. <laughs> so it was me, my girlfriend, my sister, her boyfriend, my parents on a like, triple date. Uh, it was iconic. And miraculously, all six of us loved it. it was, <laughs> which, how did you not How do you not love the movie, first yeah. of all? But continue. Yeah. Uh, which we're all, six of us are pretty different movie fans. My dad and I are very similar. We like all the Star Wars and like the Christopher Nolan movies and stuff like that. So we go to the movies a lot. James Bond, action uh, thriller, sci-fi movies. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> so we obviously had a great time. Uh, I had a feeling that my my sister's boyfriend would love it because d- testosterone planes, yada yada. Uh, it's then, Top Gun. Yeah, my sister's a very she loves comedies, and then she loves like romantic mm. comedies, and then she loves like the like inspiring movies. Uh, like she loved like Hidden Figures and King Richard and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like true drama. inspirational story drama yeah. Yeah. with a lot of heart, uh, those types of jams. 
Um, oh, put mom, the heart in Maverick. Holy shit. Continue. Oh, my God. Continue. Sorry. Continue. Just uh, My mom likes the, I don't know, Paul Blart shit. I don't know. <laughs> She's somewhere in between Downton Abbey and Paul Blart. Okay. <laughs> it's what my mom likes. Uh, and my girlfriend likes actually a lot of the same movies that I do. She loves Marvel. She loves Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, stuff like that. Yeah. So. Uh, but it just it it threaded so many needles of just incredible action, incredible tension, really good romance, pretty damn funny, uh, so much heart, um, and like the writing was like rock solid, and we all ended up loving it, and we all saw an IMAX, so it was like impossible not to be like visually and like audibly blown away. Yeah, um, how did your parents feel after seeing that? Because that's a crazy experience to see the first one in theaters, to see. Maverick in 2022 <laughs> in theaters. Yeah, that's a large technological leap in yeah. a movie going experience. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> my dad. Uh, this is my so my dad's deaf, which I think I've shared before on the show. Yes. Uh, he has he now has the cochlear implant, which like allows him to hear. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, oh shit! Okay, I didn't know that. It's odd. Look up cochlear implants when you have some free time. It's it's something where like my mm-hmm. dad was deaf for. 40 years before he got it uh so you get it you turn it on and theoretically you can hear everything you just don't know what you're hearing and it needs to be tuned for everybody individually but he doesn't know what his end goal is (laughs) he doesn't know what it's supposed to sound like um so he he would go to these like uh like tuning media like uh, uh, appointments sessions sessions, uh every like thursday morning for two hours and they would say like Okay, now we're gonna make say a bunch of words with the sh sound. So we're gonna say like shush and shake and, and sugar. This is what it's supposed to sound like. And you kind of describe to like, it's like describing to a blind person what a blueberry looks like. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I don't I don't really yeah. know what to tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was that. So he can he can hear things, but he like doesn't really understand speech too clearly and and things like he, that. He, does he understand music? He likes music. He loves music. Okay, so Hans Zimmer hit him full fucking. So here's the thing. In 1988 or yeah. whatever, 1987. 86, I think. Cochlear implants, I don't think, existed. He definitely no. didn't have one. Right. So he went into that movie deaf. And I think back then they didn't even have subtitles. So no. he just kind of picked up the movie from watching, like, reading lips a little bit and, like, picking up on what people were acting like. Um, and he still loved it. Like, he remembers so fondly loving that movie. Granted, it was his first date with my mom. So, right. So that's um, a good movie. And then, mm-hmm. so with this one, they obviously have the subtitles now. He was seeing it in IMAX, but he was like, I'm not going to wear my cochlear implant. Why? So he went into it deaf. He was like, I want to like kind of relive how it was back oh, then. Like okay. kind of have that similar okay. vibe as the first time. But here's the thing. It was in fucking IMAX. <laughs> so he could f- hear it with his ass. <laughs> so <laughs> like the jet engine turns on. There was almost no difference between what him and I were experiencing because the theater was like rumbling. Um, so he really loved that. Like hearing nothing, but still like feeling like the dirt bike when he like, or not the dirt bike, the, the motorbike when he rides it down the runway. And like you could kind of feel the like the, the high vibrations and then like the rumble of like that. That stealth fighter jet that it he went like Mach 10 in and stuff like that. So he still like loved every second of it. And he had subtitles now. Um so yeah, that that was his experience with it. Um yeah, the IMAX kicked ass. <laughs> My sister said it was the loudest thing she ever experienced. <laughs> it was proper. Yeah. <laughs> it was adequate. <laughs> it was proper. It was appropriate. It, yes. Yes. Just <laughs> 
sounded like a jet engine. All of it. Can I just tell you the ferocity that coursed through my veins <laughs> at the very first three seconds yes. of the exact same font and yeah. style of opening? I I was so excited for the first to watch you watch the first 60 seconds of that movie because <laughs> slight spoilers for Top Gun Maverick. I don't want to spoil too much of the movie. Uh, well, I mean, we're going through so much today. We might as well just make this a giant spoiler cast episode of everything. Okay, sure. So slight spoilers for Top Gun Maverick, but it opens the exact same way. <laughs> the original Top Gun with like the gong, like yeah. the, the Top Gun theme song. No, no, it starts off with a, like the... And then the gong. And it says like in 1969, a special branch of the Navy. Blah, 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 blah. It is called like the Special Flight School. The flyers call it... And, and it's the same buildup, so <laughs> yeah. and it's just, and then it goes gong, and like the big come in when it's just <laughs> yeah. Top Gun, and Top the, Gun, and then and Maverick the, slowly fades. Yeah, in. and then it's, and then the 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 actors' names come in in the exact same font and yep. style, and it's the same shading of the of the aircraft carrier. And yep. it's just, it's the, just the four K. 2022 version of (laughs) the same thing hey we updated this to 4k hdr for you yes basically that's all that was and then the the theme song fades out fucking danger zone by kenny Loggins (laughs) kicks in it's on an aircraft carrier which by the way has nothing to do with the plot no it's just a bunch of b-roll footage of dudes on an aircraft carrier just vibing out to like shooting planes off into the sky and they're like high-fiving and fist bumping (laughs) and you literally started like (laughs) fist bumping like it started happening and your fist just appeared out of my peripheral <laughs> pitches. and i was like this is ex- this is exactly what i knew and hoped was gonna happen <laughs> i had an elbow <laughs> that's that's just, when, when when the font came on when the music was the same and i was like oh sweet Je-. like i gripped the seat i was like oh sweet jesus it's the same music and the same font yeah. but then the same like text came up yeah it was just like the fucking elbow and it was it was like oh my god and then when just it slammed i was like okay it's modern but they started doing everything the same style yeah. like the shading and the shots and yep. i was just like oh fuck like it was just i think i like put it in your face i think i like you like showed me like, look at this fist yeah. and then like danger zone came on and that's when i was like i just i saw your veins bulging out of your arm just yeah it was a very powerful it was like they got most of the nostalgia out of the way at the very beginning and then there was and then it was its own movie after that which i appreciated so much like it was a true sequel it was like yes. You know how, like, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers isn't just, a like, a lazy rehash of Fellowship of the Ring? Right, it's, like, right. a sequel it's, movie. It's, yeah, it continues. But then you'll watch, like, Anchorman 2, and they're like, oh, they just tried to remake Anchorman 1. Like, they tried to do everything that was funny about Anchorman To make, 1. It, make it slap, yeah. All those remakes and sequels after 20, 30 years, things like that. But then there's, like, a few movies here and there, like Blade Runner 2049, or I think that's it, right? Yeah. 2049. That's, like, a true sequel, and it's incredible, and in some ways better than the original. This movie, I would firmly say, is better than the original. I loved it so much. I don't know if it's better than the original. Oh, I don't know. I don't. So here's here's what a fucking ride. Like so after that <laughs> intro, right? After after they like just after they just like double jabbed you with adrenaline <laughs> in the heart. Yeah. With the intro nostalgia. Yeah. They take it out and then they hook you up to like 
like a, a mass of just like meth. <laughs> and as Hans Zimmer starts playing. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, oh, they oh also got God. like Hans Zimmer to come in and do the soundtrack, which was like such a good ode to the original soundtrack, but was also still its own thing. It was the proper uh, way to do it. But that was just... It was just a wave after a wave that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. I thought it was going to slow down and be like, okay, let's get into the story. <laughs> it was just like, nope. Here's the jacket that he wear that he wore. The yeah. literal exact same jacket. Yep. Here's the same bike that he rode. Yep. He's uncovering that now. And you're just like, holy shit. Like, slow down. <laughs> yeah. Slow down. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. there's no... there's It's relentless. Yep. It's fucking just fucking just and just <laughs> ground and pounding you non-stop from the start but like with appropriate things like yes. yeah of course he would still have the jacket sure he would still have the bike from like his wonder years like his yeah. golden years of being this yeah. hot shot his pilot. favorite bike yeah but then he's not like the best pilot in the in the navy and he's like a four-star admiral or whatever it's like no he's a fucking kind of loser he's like, a test pilot yeah he's a test pilot because <laughs> he doesn't ever want to get promoted past captain because he doesn't want to leave the cockpit and yeah that's such like an interesting like oh my god <laughs> Yeah, that he's not just like ascending to be like God pilot. Uh, he just he wants to just keep doing. And his the military thing. hates him for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they want him to get promoted. They want to keep dangling the carrot in front of him. They want him out. Like that. Yeah, get yeah. The and then out. he's he's still maverick about it. So like he's almost gotten fired a bunch of times. The fact that like ma- um, Iceman is like his backup buddy, bailing like, his ass, uh, is so good. His wingman. Yeah, that like. <laughs> proves that the character development that they went through in the movie like stuck and grew um and then like they didn't rehash the same exact romance as the first one it's a completely different person uh and like different vibe to the romance like now it's like how do you be romantic while she has like a teenage daughter and things like that that was so interesting they didn't force a young maverick into this story yeah it was a very natural like you're saying progression of He's older. Yeah. We're not hiding that. Yeah, exactly. Like, his career's here. We're not going to try to make it like work if his, as if he was younger. Yeah. His friends are older because that's what naturally happens. <laughs> We're not trying to make this be like, he's Maverick, but only like 10 years later. Yeah. It's like, no, this is like 20 years. He's like 20 50s. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. like done. Yeah. Right. Like this is like the end of the road. Of, yep. of his career and like this is what we're seeing yeah and that i thought was the natural that's what i think made it so easy to just like enjoy the ride yep exactly because it wasn't trying to force something down it yep. was just nope this makes sense yep this i understand this and then they give him the mission which is like okay now it's a top gun movie there's a mission you got to do the training they have him go back to top gun to teach the top gun class which is a, for a an change. action for a mission yeah yeah which is like another cool progression. It's like he's not going to be the hotshot again in the class. Right, right. They introduce like new hotshots and like new cocky guys. Yep. Um, which that was the, I think the biggest part to me that felt like a rehash of like Rooster and Hangman was basically just Maverick and Iceman again. Yes. It, it was the, the same energy as Maverick and Iceman. But like it worked again. And like they had like a different like relation. Like they had a different trajectory through the story. Like. They were those similar character ar- character archetypes, but like had different purposes to the story. And like the mission was pretty straightforward. It's like, this is very difficult. Here's why. And then like they spent so much in the movie just training and proving why it's difficult that like raised the stakes of the mission at the end. Uh, yeah. And just like the character development and like bringing back uh, Goose's son. And like he's this hotshot pilot. His whole story was, I thought, incredible. <coughs> the, um, the, the way, again, going back to the waves. 
is like you just get over seeing the jacket and the bike. You just got over the intro. Yeah. You just then Hans Zimmer is just fucking dropping <laughs> elbows on you from above, from top <laughs> position, just getting an elbow, and it's just like Jesus Christ, you survive that, right? And then you move on, and it's like a moment of you can catch your breath. And then Rooster, and then it's the piano. Yeah. But then they don't even draw out the piano into the sum like, oh, isn't this so nostalgic? They hit it for maybe like twenty seconds, and in a sad way too. Like that's they what brought I'm saying. Back the same piano song from the first they one. They didn't try to make it the same as the first one. But it's now a traumatic experience yeah, for Maverick because it reminds Maverick <laughs> of like, look what your look Ugh. what this is, and, and then you see that sh- the trauma on his face of having to be forced to think about Goose and everything that happened again. Yep, and it's just. More elbows just coming down. <laughs> just oh my god, like just <laughs> so good. And then you got those sprinkles in between, like the non-forced humor of it. Yep. Where it's the same snarky kind of humor you got from the first one. Yeah. Where it's like the uh this the scene when they find out that it's uh like Kelly McGillis is the instructor. Yeah. And then he puts on the sunglasses like shit. And him <laughs> and Goose. She talks about the Mig's like like restrictions and yeah. then they, they start like talking to each other. Yeah. They talk about the birdie. Yep. He's like, you know, the birdie. She's like, I know. Like, you know, like the finger. He's like, yes, I know the finger goose. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hate it when that happens. I'm sorry. I'm just, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh, so and good. And then I think saving genuinely the best for last is the flying scenes. Like the oh the practical camera work that they did for all of the flying scenes was literally jaw dropping. Like... I could not believe some of the things that I was seeing. I'm sure there was a little bit of CGI here and there. They CGI'd the fifth gen fighters. You think? Did they those said exist? That. They said that. Fifth gens? Yeah, fifth yeah. gens is good. Oh, okay. But those were those. That's were like CGI'd. that's like uh like F twenty two not F twenty two Raptors. That's like like the latest, like F thirty fives and oh, all okay. that. Gotcha, shit. gotcha. Yeah. Um, but like just the, the training that they did and like the dogfight training that they did when like Maverick would fly up in between two of them and they'd like flip sideways. Good morning, Holy aviators. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so exciting. And like, you could see them pulling the G's when they have to like practice that nine G turn. Yeah. Uh, you could see their faces drooping and it's like, yeah. they had those actors do that shit. Like, obviously they're in the back seat, making it look right. like they're in the front seat, but um, but they like crammed an IMAX camera into a fighter four. pilot. Yeah, there were four cameras. I've, I saw like a layout above the console in the back of the headrest where they like in front of them oh. were four camera IMAX like four K recorders that Damn. they used. Yeah, that's cool, dude. So cool, oh, man. It was so cool. And then like the third act, which I think this is the one that I don't want to spoil. But like when they go to do the mission, it was so exciting. And then it was so exciting, <laughs> like <laughs> so unexpectedly exciting. And it just kept getting more and more and more exciting. Oh. And then it, oh, so, I'm buying it. A, I think I'm buying it. Yeah, I'm going to have to buy it when it comes out in like iTunes or something. I want to see it on that TV with that sound system. It's not going to be XD or IMAX by any means, but yeah, but it'll it'll suffice. It's just it was such a good time. Yeah. Dude, also the fucking cinematography or some of this shit. Like this the 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 classic Porsche 911 like like soft blue perfect mint condition just showcased ready with the pulling up on the beach house driveway and when she has like the fucking like perfectly trimmed leather jacket with the aviators up top with like this slightly open button down it's like Jesus Christ. That's literally 
like a magazine shoot. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's she, it's like moving in IMAX. And yes. It, 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 like it just seems like peak <laughs> peak Hollywood is how I would describe the movie. Like it is a well done story, well done visuals. It was exciting and it had everything that needs to be in a good blockbuster Hollywood movie. And it all felt good and like genuine and not forced. And I yeah, I think the two things I sent you, which were other people's inputs, have been the most accurate way. And I remember I told you before we both saw it, I said, I, t- I said, I found the worst review of the movie so far. Mm-hmm. You're like, what is it? And I said, it was a tweet <laughs> and it was, uh, the worst part about Top Gun was when my girlfriend turned to me and said loud enough for everybody around us to hear, oh my God, are you actually crying right now? <laughs> <laughs> she said, oh my God, are you actually crying at the moment when the movie got quiet so everybody heard? <laughs> accurate yeah and then the second one was the one i think i sent you where, where it was like it was all right i guess and it was like the location was at navy recruiting station <laughs> and like he captioned his tweet from earlier of about to go see this movie let's see if it's any good and it's the top gun maverick like screenshot and yeah. then afterwards it was that's what he, he was quoting that when he said that was it was all right up, i guess signing up for the navy location at navy recruiting station yeah so i mean <laughs> accurate like yeah it was just i think they reported there was a bump in, <laughs> in navy recruitment which you could tell i think navy was like yeah do whatever you want we are gonna be setting up booths outside of every movie theater <laughs> like this is our deal i saw a lot of interviews after i saw the movie i allowed myself to start looking into it i didn't realize how much tom cruise had this on the back burner mm. actively yeah like he wasn't ignoring it and then just suddenly in the past three years he's like okay let's do this i didn't realize that they they've been asking him for a while yeah of like hey so that cult movie that you made the fucking like defining movie of that time for that part of culture yeah can you do another one and he was just saying when it's ready and right yep exactly. it's not time yet yeah I need everything needs to align. Yep. And then finally it was just I think we got it. Yeah. Say what you will about Tom Cruise. But he gets movies. Oh, that is <laughs> There was a scene where he was yelling. And I remember thinking he's going to be immortalized whether you like him or not. Yeah. Or approve or disapprove of what he's done. Mhm. He's at, he's at a level of Sean Connery almost, if not the exact. Okay. Where there is a identifiable presence of who he is as an actor that shines through and is persistent through time. You go to Days of Thunder, you go to Top Gun, you go to uh, uh, what's that? Um, oh God, uh, Home, not Home Alone. <laughs> no, Home Alone. No, no, no. no the uh... The risky business. <laughs> risky business. You go all the way back then. Yeah. And then you move it all the way up through all of his movies up to now, which is Maverick. And there's something iconic about him. That's why he's hilarious as Lex Friedman yeah. in Tropic Thunder. Yes. Because it's so clearly Tom Cruise. Yeah. But it's just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's the punchline. It's just, he's that iconic of a person. Yeah. So that's something that's definitely, again, you can hate the guy. You can despise everything he's done, but at the same time, you like you said, you you can't deny that. And I can't think of anybody else who's really like that. Maybe Leonardo DiCaprio. I was gonna maybe? say the closest thing is Brad Pitt. Like or, yes, Brad. He's Pitt. like Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt if Brad Pitt gave a shit. <laughs> like I feel like Brad Pitt. People just call him and they're like, "Hey, we got another movie for you." Is like, "All right, can I smoke weed on set?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure, whatever, Brad." Uh, but then Tom Cruise is like 
he was like executive producer and producer for this movie. Like yeah. he makes this shit happen. He busts his ass off and like he he gets what's good and he knows what's bad and like he he does things the right way. He except cared, for Mummy Returns. <laughs> he cares about the product of it, which is obvious. Yeah. And that's even obvious in the beginning. The movie starts with him doing a 30 second intro just thanking the audience for their patience. Thank you so much for coming out. We worked really hard and yes. we're glad you're able to see it in IMAX. Yes. Yeah. That just, was awesome. It's just as open as that. And that goes to show how much he cares about just what he's performing. Yeah. And like not to be like Bleh, about it, but like the art of like the film and like movies and like yeah, he do- the entertainment of it. That's that's the th- he yeah, he he knows he's an entertainer. Yeah. And he knows his job is to entertain. Yeah, and I think he's like super clearly passionate about it. Which, that's and that's what he wants to do. Yeah. He's not in it to be like, I didn't artistically express Maverick well enough here. It was <laughs> like, no, you want to see Maverick and you want to see these things. I agree. It's yeah. going to be awesome. We need to wait until the technology is. We need to do it tastefully. We need to do it when the story makes sense with it. We need to have the right cast. We need the right technology. And then we'll do it. Yeah. So 100%. I feel like spent just thinking of going through some of those scenes again. Just. Uh, I will also tell you, it's like this isn't rare for movies, uh, but just as good the second time through. Oh, when you saw it with me? Yeah. Was it because it was with me or is it because... I think partially, which I'm very used to now these days. What? (laughs) Seeing movies the second time with you. Like, I'll go see it as soon as I can. You don't come to those showings because they're too busy. Uh, And then when it kind of dies down a little bit, I'll go again with you and I get to experience again. And I also get to experience you experiencing (laughs) it, which brings me an equal amount of joy. (laughs) I, I think you told me that you saw me... Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> there there are certain like those really tense action scenes where like something is going wrong and it's like tooth and nail uh, when those scenes I didn't notice them happening. But when the scenes were done, I visibly saw your body relax, yeah. <laughs> like your body like deflated, <laughs> which I could tell you were tensed up like your toes were like flexing. And then I saw your feet relax when like the scene was over and it moves on to the next one. Ugh. It was it was just the action was that real feeling like again when they would when he when they did the ups when he flipped inverted to to come down and cut across yeah that feeling i was like pushing back in my seat because i felt like i was doing i was going through with him yeah it was just so awesome (gasps) everybody should go see top gun maverick yes watch like if you haven't seen top gun i think it would be fair to like watch a top gun in five minutes like just no 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 i mean top gun is worth watching yes you should Top be Gun watching. Maverick. You should watch. You, you should watch both. I think Top Gun. You shouldn't skip two towers. You should watch all the movies. That's what you fucking do. <laughs> there is no shortcut to enjoy this level of 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 power. So here's the thing. I haven't seen Top Gun in like ten or fifteen years. Okay. And I still got everything I needed to get. But you've seen it. I think you've seen it. I think. But you've seen it. You just but need you've to seen know it. the big story details but you've seen it. from Top Gun. But you've seen it. To enjoy Top so Gun. So you've seen it. Maverick. So you've most. seen it. <laughs> because what you said was, if you've never seen it, if you saw it 15 years ago, you've seen it. If I saw it 15 years ago, what sticks in my memory is basically a YouTube. <laughs> Here's everything you missed in five minutes. <laughs> I remember the big scenes. I remember the sad oh, scene. It's on Netflix. Buddy. I remember the the bar scene. Oh, I remember it's on some Netflix. of the training room scenes. It's on Netflix. I watched it three weeks ago. Yeah. So it was just just so it was fresh going into the second one. Yeah. 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 Just 
So oh, everybody go see it. <laughs> Next. We have to move on. Yeah. You finally seen Doctor Strange in the <laughs> Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> Remember when that movie came out? <laughs> no. But uh, yes, I've seen it. How did you like that? So far, I only know one word. <laughs> I said, give me a one word review. And you're like, hmm. Good. <laughs> Obviously, that waters the town way too much, but that's my one word. Spoiler alert for Doctor Strange. A two-month-old movie. <laughs> Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> Give me a more words review. Mm. It was good in its own way. Yeah. I thought it was loose. 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 thought it was loose. Define what you mean there. I understand what is it? The Book of M. I think it's based off of the House like, of M. House of M. Sorry, yeah. House of. M. I understand there's a story yeah. for this, which they didn't really do, right? But contextually, to what's been shown mm-hmm. in the MCU, mm-hmm. we saw WandaVision. Yep. And the end of WandaVision. Yep. And then we got this. Yep. At the end of WandaVision. It ended with her coming to rec- to reconcile and ex- accept her, her situation and be at peace with her decision. She gets rid of the hallucination and projection. She gets rid of the house. She says goodbye to her kids. Mm-hmm. She moves the chapter on, right? Mm-hmm. I understand with the extra scene that we see, the Wanda we see is actually not the only Wanda we see a Scarlet Witch behind, right? It goes into the house and there's Scarlet Witch sitting there reading a book, right? Well, that's... that's That is the extra scene at the end of WandaVision. Yeah, the post-credit. That's like, that's still her. That's just like a projection of her. Ah, ah. What this movie confirms is that this could be... We don't know what the situation is now with her. The story we had with WandaVision was her coming to that conclusion... Sure. Right? Goodbye, kids. I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye, Vision. Yeah. I'm saying goodbye. We'll find each other again. I'm undoing the harm that I've caused. Yeah. I'm moving on. I wouldn't say undoing. She literally undoes the projection. She stops the projection. Okay. She stops the projection. Those people are still traumatized as fuck. Right. And I don't think think she did much atoning. She stopped the projection. Yeah. Because she moved on. Because she accepted that part. Right? Yeah. This movie kind of takes the okay so what's happening here and kind of just immediately makes it as in my opinion as wild as possible Mm. of she's so psychotic she will happily kill anybody in her path for this these imaginary children that she made (laughs) because they're not real yeah they're not and i in the movie watching it i was thinking hmm we're leaning a little... I understand this is the horror take, and I understand how they're trying to make her terrifying and just kind of single-bent for this, and I get that. It's a little heavy on the Psycho Mommy stuff, yeah. which to me was just an odd take with her character. Yeah. Because we kind of saw that, right? We saw the lengths that she went to in WandaVision for that, mm. right? We saw the flashbacks in WandaVision about how she got Vision, right? Like, we saw these things. Yeah. We understood these things. This just ramped it up to a level that I feel like they did for the sake of the story more so than the sake of the character. And that's under the premise of saying, no, but there's this comic that's totally like this and that's why this is okay. Mm. And that's why I'm like, it's good. It was a fun movie. It was entertaining. It was 
um, it just it didn't like advance anything to me because of this take of I think they went into it with the intent of we're going to do a horror movie. We have the versatility of the multiverse and we have strange. Yeah, we can make a horror movie work. And yeah, that's I think what they went into this as instead of here's what's happened. Here's the plot of where it's going. How do we continue the story for this character of Doctor Strange? Because it's a fucking Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. Along with this. And it didn't... That's why I'm like, it was good. But was it what I thought it was going to be? Not really. I think I'll, me and a lot of people agree with you for the most part. Like, Really? Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Because okay. I, I haven't I, looked up reviews or anything for it. We're so. mostly on the same page. And a lot of people are too. Like the criticisms you're bringing up are pretty much the criticisms of the movie. Of like, it almost seems <sighs> to undo kind of the resolution of WandaVision, which I've seen both sides. I like, I've seen the Reddit argument threads of like, it undoes her character arc in WandaVision. And yeah. people are like, no, it doesn't <laughs> because she's still like, she will do anything to like be with vision and, or the kids. And she, then she realizes that what she's doing at the time is bad. Mm -mm. So she stops it and then gets the dark hold, which like comic readers know. And I think it's the movie's fault for not quite explaining this. Cause I didn't know this until after I saw the movie and I was like, eh, and then I read Reddit threads and they're like, no, the dark hold literally corrupts. Absolutely. Like you read the dark hold, you're a bad guy now, period. And we saw her at the end of WandaVision studying the shit out of the Darkhold, which is like, we, if we were bigger comic fans, we should have known, oh, she's going to be a villain in the next one uh, because she's reading the Darkhold. So it's still like that. Okay. That makes sense. Then there's what she wants at the end of WandaVision, which she still wants her kids, but she realizes it's not like she can't do it this way. And then she read this the dark hold. So it extrapolates that, well, I want it, so I'm gonna take it. Like, period the end. It corrupts her. And like we see that a little bit with like the other versions of Doctor Strange that read the Dark Hold. And even right. Strange, our Strange, read like a chapter from it. So he's got like the third eye and whatever. Yes. Um, so even he's getting like slightly corrupted at least. Um, so there's a little bit of that. The other thing that I kind of felt eh about it, and I still feel eh about it, was like <clears throat> I thought and granted these were my expectations and i movies shouldn't have to conform to my expectations but to me this would have made sense like kevin feige if i were kevin feige this would have been the movie to do the multiverse we've gotten what if we've gotten um wandavision kind of touched on the multiverse with uh pietro showing well, wh up wait, wait what do you mean by touching on the multiverse because like you're saying right now we've gotten glimpses of it we've gotten glimpses of it in so, this movie we had a solid healthy sprinkle a healthy sprinkle we had a healthy <laughs> which sprinkle. is for a movie called multiverse of madness we got one scene of them flying through a bunch of multiverses and then they pretty much go to one and a half other multiverses <laughs> they go to the futuristic pizza pizza papa planet uh version of earth and then they go to the one where uh music strange is read too much of the dark hold and has like his lonely creepy house the the diversion um the incursion uh the incur yeah the incursion the incursion yeah. verse yeah um which i was expecting more multiverse i was expecting more repercussions for the mcu from the multiverse which granted there could be but like we're not seeing them yet. So like this movie alone doesn't have me super excited and satisfied with the multiverse. So to like, to let you know what I'm talking about, like we got the ending of Loki, 
which is like you see the the threads the the timeline splitting and you're like oh shit the multiverse is here yeah and then we got like two shows and three movies that are like nah, not not quite yet (laughs) like nothing's really happening yet and then yeah we got spider-man uh no way home where they're like I'm going to rip open a portal to the multiverse and other characters are going to come through. And that was like the chapter one of the multiverse. And then all the trailers were like, oh, that thing you did in Spider-Man was bad. And now you're going to face the repercussions and kind of not at all. Really? (laughs) Like strange. Yeah. Like the trailer, the post credit scene that we got at the end of Spider-Man was a trailer for Multiverse of Madness. And they're like, your actions have consequences and you messed with the multiverse and now you're going to pay. So it's going to be like the repercussions of, no way home and they mentioned no way home in one scene like when they're getting lunch or something like that when they're talking to america um so that had me confused uh and then we also had what if where there's some crazy stuff happening in the multiverse with what if um which i we kind of saw a little bit with captain carter like captain Cap- carter and captain fantastic carter. four we yeah. had uh charles xavier yeah <laughs> charles xavier was cool but then it's like in in a little pocket like we got a little pocket of charles xavier but it still doesn't really mean anything necessarily to the story moving forward like even reed richards showing up is that reed like that's that reed richards are we getting john krasinski in the fantastic four movie technically we still don't know i think that's marvel testing the waters like hey you've always been asking for this guy did you like him and and here's the thing and that's why i said like they went into this with with i think the cloak of well, we have the protection of the multiverse. Because in theory, you could say anything you want about anything yeah. and have whatever you want to come out next be whatever you want it to be because of the multiverse. Yeah. That was just a different dimension. That was just a different timeline. Yeah. That wasn't actually the real strange. That was a different strange from a different incursion where that other strange died and he took his place. Like you can say whatever the <laughs> fuck you want now. Yeah. And that's why I was just like, it's it's good. Yeah. But it's just it it was loose. Yeah. That's exactly. what I mean by loose. It's just it's you creative freedom wise you have it now congratulations writers you got it but like at what cost but like story gravitas wise yes <laughs> like yeah i like what cost of the story that you're trying to sell us on though yeah because all of a sudden this felt like it was going to be such a solid step and it's still a step but it's definitely not as solid as i think people thought it was going to be yeah it, as far as a story goes yeah i think everything else it looked beautiful the special effects yes. were cool special effects acting was good i thought it was sure. entertaining it was great i i'm not against the movie from an enjoyment perspective yeah i'm 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 just feeling this way about it from a story perspective because of what you do with that yeah right because it's like you could infinite timeline infinite possibility yourself into any explanation and it's 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 viable yeah when you put the terms when you put the board game rules to be that and you make it so in that movie okay yeah we can change the rules at any time because right now yeah because now we're we're supposedly in a universe where scarlet witch doesn't exist yeah or and possibly the darkhold no longer exists or 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 anything or and <laughs> that's can, that's we my can point change it at any so point. then what's what's the impact of consequence yeah exactly and that's i mean this is the joy of what rick and morty makes fun of all the time yeah right why do you care morty there's infinite timelines there's infinite there's infinite summers yeah who cares if summer dies here we have infinite summers we can go grab another one like that's <laughs> and that's the thing that that makes fun of and that's the thing that this is i think unintentionally becoming of like yeah. 
So we lost Scarlet Witch. <gasps> she sacrificed herself. <gasps> they could just get another one. Like, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like, so this is loose because now the impact of the story is not as, as important because you've set the terms. Yeah. So it's just, do you see what yeah. I'm saying of, of what my argument is where it's yeah. like just, and one of my friends at work was uh, very worried with this when they started introducing the multiverse. He was like, well, <clears throat> the, uh, he couldn't get into Marvel comics and I've dabbled with Marvel comics. I'll pick up a story. If I hear that it's a really good story and I'll mm -hmm. appreciate that story for what it is mm -hmm. as a story. But like, mm -hmm. I don't care about the whole Marvel Marvel comics continuity and things like that because it's all over the place right uh there's no point in like following all of it to me at least and then the mcu was such a defined look at this single like th not a single thread but it's like these movies like were weaving in and out of each other there's like, a story almost a braid yeah. yeah like yeah. each one was kind of doing its own thing but they all kind of touched on each other and they all progressed the story forward a little bit and phase four kind of once they introduced the multiverse and even though for the ones that don't really touch on the multiverse like falcon and the winter soldier and things like that they are all just kind of going in their own direction they're all doing their own thing. They all take place in the same world, but none of them have really have consequences on each other. Um, like, we still haven't seen any consequences from Chang-Chi <laughs> or, like, the Eternals. With and, a like, giant thing dead in the ocean that's now, like, a solid stone, whatever. Yeah, this <laughs> which, giant thing. Which I saw break down, like, the gravity pull that that thing would have a giant granite or what marble hand that that's big. Like, it's clear. It's a, like a... a Tenth of the size of the Pacific Ocean or whatever would th would like destroy Earth. <laughs> like the, <laughs> the change in gravity that that would cause would be like like apocalyptic. <laughs> and they're just like not mentioning it. Nobody I think talks it's about like it in a news crawl in Spider Man No Way Home or something like that. Like scientists still investigating the big ass hand in the, in the water, but it's like no, that would be like an environmental crisis. Yeah. Like it would change weather patterns on the planet Earth. I like I liked how. Ultron was good in that multiverse that they had, right? Ultron with the Ultron machines, like Ult Iron Man was successful oh, yeah, with Ultron yeah, yeah. being proper. Yep. Like that was neat. Yep. It failed easily against yeah. Scarlet Witch, but it was cool to see that succeed. Uh, it was nice to see them slightly reference and connect the dots to WandaVision. Are you here for New Jersey? No, I'm not here for New Jersey. I'm not here to talk about I'm not here about New <laughs> Jersey. I love how we finally got... Like, all through WandaVision, you and I were like, fucking, when is Strange going to show up? Yeah. And they wrote that off as, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, that was basically like, man, fuck it. We all get a little crazy sometimes. <laughs> like, we all get a little wild, you know? You do you, girl. Yeah. I'm, I'm here to talk about this America, girl. Yeah, I'm here to talk about... That was actually... So, I... Obviously, I didn't really watch any previews or, or, or uh, spoilers. I didn't know Scarlet Witch was going to be little cuckoo about shit neither did i so in, that's honestly something they hid in the trailers oh, okay okay good because in that scene when she's like well you can have her come here you know like you, you gotta have keep america a, come here you gotta you, you gotta keep america safe you can have her come here and i was thinking i was like he, he didn't mention her name did he and that's when he said it that he says it on screen just i didn't mention her name i had the exact <laughs> same thought i was like oh that's a plot hole he didn't say her name yeah I didn't say her name. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I was like, okay. <laughs> that was like one of the most well-done scenes because yes. I think so many people had that moment. It was like, what? how does she know her name? Oh, she's the bad guy. Yes. 
That was that was cool. That was exciting. Honestly, like not touched on in the trailers. I went into this movie okay, thinking like, who's the bad guy gonna be? Yeah. I think the bad guy is just gonna be the multiverse. <laughs> like, I thought I thought the bad guy was gonna be an evil Doctor Strange or something like that. It was yeah. gonna be an evil Doctor Strange from a different universe coming to attack this Strange. There there was a scene in the trailer where it showed like everybody thought the bad guy in this was going to be evil Doctor Strange from What If. Because they yes. showed that guy who's in, like, the incursion Doctor Strange. He looks very similar. He yeah. has, like, the scraggly beard and whatever. And they show him in the trailer. And we're like, oh, shit, that's the one from What If? And yeah. it totally wasn't. No. Which, that's the other thing. Like, the marketing for this movie hyped it up to be more than it was. I think, like, that's the how I came away feeling. But granted, you didn't watch any trailers for it. And we feel very similarly about it. But, like, the marketing, like, didn't really share that Wanda was going to be the villain. Uh, so that kind of caught me off guard. The marketing showed heavily implied that evil Doctor Strange, Strange Supreme, was going to be the villain. Right. Not really. Not we, really. We, they fought once. Um, Mordo was in a bunch of the trailer. Turns out that was a completely different Mordo. <laughs> like, Mordo was even like, he was the post credit scene in the first Doctor Strange. Yeah. He like takes the powers away from the, the, the paraplegic guy, makes him paraplegic <laughs> again. And he's like, there's too many sorcerers. Yep. And they're like, oh shit, they're going to do that storyline where Mordo goes to kill all the sorcerers. That's cool. Then they show him in here and it's like, oh, he's, he's going to be like chasing strange through the multiverse and he's going to have to pay for the repercussions of opening up the multiverse. That this sounds like a great movie. And they're like, nah, how about like a 30 second montage of a bunch of multiverses and Wanda's going to go fucking bat shit <laughs> and try to kill this child so she could get her imaginary kids back that she could just imagine again. <laughs> yes, that's that. Yeah, I also I mean, granted, Darkhold makes her evil. So this writes off a lot of plot holes. But why doesn't she just say, hey, America? I, hi, nice to meet <clears> you. <throat> I helped save the world. Would you mind just opening up a portal like over here so I could just go live in that world? Like, would that be cool for you? OK, cool. Thank you. Bye. Handshake. And then goes and then the portal closes and she murders that other Scarlet Witch and takes over like I'm your new mom. But. Yeah, I mean, she did. Right. Like that was. Well, she didn't murder, but she like attacks herself in a oh, different yeah. universe. She possesses right? herself or whatever it's called. Yeah. D dream dream walking. No, 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 no. When America opens the portal, because Strange oh. says give her what she wants. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So she's like, okay. Um Boom. So yeah, I also here's the other thing that I haven't like I rarely think about, which kind of sucks now, because the MCU is such a thing now that like I haven't really thought of this movie for what it was. What do you mean? just this movie like this this movie is the 29th mcu movie or whatever and i'm looking at it as the 29th chapter of the mcu technically like 36th if you count all the shows yeah. now so like i'm considering it like another installment in this giant story and for that it's all the things that i've talked about just now but i also have to remind myself that this is a movie that exists in the world. So if I just went to this movie and enjoyed the story for what it was, like in a bubble, in a vacuum, it was okay. It was pretty good. It was better than how I think about it as part of the MCU. Like, the the pace of this movie as a whole was, I think, very enjoyable. Like, which... Wants to kill this kid so she could get back to her kids. Ooh, that's pretty spooky. She's pretty unhinged. Yeah. And then, like, the kid has these powers. She's trying to figure them out. Strange. Uh, he's making all these mistakes. He still has feelings for this woman. He goes to a multiverse, meets this other version of this woman. Oh, there's all these other characters. That's so cool. And then it wraps up. And then he's like a zombie Doctor Strange. And he's giving this heartfelt speech while half of his face is rotting off, which I audibly laughed at in the movie. Like, hey, America, <laughs> you're going to do great. <laughs> you're just going to. While his face is like. 
like hanging off and like the visuals were incredible and i think if i weren't such a big mcu fan i would have enjoyed it more <laughs> of just like, but like there were so many things that they referenced because it's mcu yeah that like it couldn't stand on its own yeah exactly. you would have been like what are they talking about jersey like what yeah. happened in new jersey what like yeah, they, yeah, that yeah. wouldn't have you wouldn't have understood the significance of seeing charles xavier in this film yeah exactly right and also that scene when when that Captain uh, Marvel goes, oh, we're not worried about Scarlet Witch, we can handle her. And then they all get just slaughtered immediately by her. I don't think they her. knew about that Scarlet Witch. What do you mean? I think they knew about oh. the Wanda Maximoff who lived in their universe, the 838 Wanda Maximoff. But they got the 616 Wanda Maximoff, <laughs> which they did not know about. <laughs> they knew about Wanda. They didn't know about Scarlet Witch. Yeah, exactly. Okay. They're like, oh, she fought Thanos, and then she got a hold of the Darkhold for months <laughs> while she lived alone in Alaska or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, also, just to talk about that scene where she murders the entire the Illuminati from 838. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> I can't believe this movie is PG-13. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing Reed Richards get spaghettied and then his brain pops yep. and then Black Bolt like <laughs> jellifies his entire skull and then Captain Carter gets bifurcated by the yep. shield <laughs> like cut in half by a big goopy bloody shield uh, and then Captain Marvel gets squished and then who else was there was that the only one yeah I think that was pretty much all of them oh and then uh, <laughs> Professor X gets his neck snapped. Yep. Like everybody's favorite father figure X-Men just gets <laughs> nope, you're dead. Uh it was pretty uh pretty brutal. Yeah. Yeah. And then some of the horror imagery I thought was very good. The uh her like crawling out of the mirror uh was insane. Like her just grabbing things through the mirror is creepy and then her crawling out like the ring um was the red eyes and the black and, and like the she's darkness. all like twisted around that was very classic horror imagery her with like the cut up feet and she had like the ultron oil all over her that looked like yep. blood and she was like hobbling down the things that was another thing we saw that in the trailer and i was like oh zombie wanda is gonna be it that's so cool nope nope <laughs> just oily john mcclain <laughs> wanda <laughs> Which by John McClane, oily John McClane Wanda. Okay, that's that's a phrase. That's a that's a descriptor there. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was good. It, it was good. But like, uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like we agree about it. And I just feel like, uh, what's next? What's the next movie? Thor. Oh, <gasps> that's Thor. Right. Which who gives a shit about the multiverse? Just give me a good Thor. <laughs> I haven't. I still haven't seen the full poster, and I still haven't seen anything beyond the first trailer. Poster's not a spoiler. Okay. Poster's well, pretty rad, actually. Yeah, poster's no. like iPhone wallpaper worthy. <laughs> uh, that comes out the twenty eighth. Uh, the seventh, I want to say. July seventh. Yeah, July 9th, I want to say, or eighth, something. Seventh, eighth, ninth, one of those. Um, that's gonna be rad. You haven't seen the full trailer, so you haven't seen the villain who i don't even think you know the name of the villain i, did, I didn't the even villain. know there was a villain in the movie until you just said it well it's a marvel movie There's, i don't know maybe it's just him finding himself i don't hold know hold on you don't know who the villain is or who pl who's playing the villain correct oh my god you gotta black out this movie i wasn't gonna say you should black out this is movie. it gonna be like spider-man where it's just like that's and i'm like i don't know who that is is that a good guy and you're like yes it's like, okay kratos. <laughs> <laughs> it's kratos <laughs> yeah because uh, you were like uh, do you know who that is and i'm like yeah like mysterio you're like yeah and i'm like i don't know 
He's a oh, good, yeah, he's a good guy, right? And oh, you yeah, were like, before Far From Home. Yeah, and you were like, uh, yeah, totally. Yes, he's a good guy. Yeah, totally. And I was like, yeah, cool. And it's super charming Jake Gyllenhaal. And I'm like, yep. yeah, cool. This is awesome. And then that twist. And then the twist. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> You're the only person on planet Earth that that worked for. Mysterio is a famous Spider-Man villain. That's like thinking like, Joker and Batman are like buddies, right? <laughs> <laughs> they're best friends yeah oh like, man so yeah no no that's that's how i felt about so yeah i don't even i honestly because the first like teaser trailer that i saw that first came out for uh love and thunder yeah was so rad He's, and i and i yeah. stopped it when you told me to yep so i didn't see you the, said thor trailers out should i watch and i said mm, watch it until it says the name in the movie and then they do that thing in the trailer where they show like one more five second clip and that's the part that you shouldn't watch and so far, so you haven't even seen the whole first trailer for the Correct. movie. I didn't I, even know. Based off the trailer, I was like, I'm assuming this is like a coming of age tale. And he just like hangs out with his friends and there's no villain. That's what I thought this movie was. <laughs> oh my! When are we going to get a slice of life MCU movie? Just Thor having a good vacation with Korg. Why? That's what when I thought are we this getting was. That? That's what I thought this was. I thought this was like uh, a coming of age Thor finding himself, like, hanging out with friends and being like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm and just so like excited this. for the story that we are getting, but I now I'm kind of bummed that it's not that. Like, I just want to see Thor workout montage and then vacation with the Guardians and Korg. I swear to God, <laughs> I thought that's so what this movie cool. was going to be. Oh. I thought it was going to be so cool. No, I thought he was guy. like, I'm done fighting. I, I, I'm not going to do anything else uh, about Damn, like, I almost wish you knew there you didn't know there was a villain having to be I mean I don't know who the villain is now I know there is a villain though yeah. but I didn't but know I even was... think that like I think I genuinely think my prediction for the movie is like the first most of the first act of the movie is going to be that slice of life movie like it's going to be him finding himself working out hanging with the guardians and then boom shit's going to pop off and it's going to come out of nowhere and it's going to be like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> and then blah 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 we'll have to see i'm excited for that one uh i'm i'm seeing that opening weekend very excited oh, of course uh, you are one of my coworkers does this thing where he, he rents out a movie theater like a, a room like a, a a theater um like a what's it called a house uh like an entire movie theater house for like a uh, few hundred bucks and then invite invites a bunch of people from work and then everybody pays their fair share and then you get to go see it with just uh co-workers so i'm going to do that that's cool so that'll be cool i'll have to wait until it dies down and then i'll see it again because i already know i'm gonna want to watch that one again excited for that i'm excited for that yes that's top gun that's strange i can't see the screen how much time do we have plenty so we're approaching an hour you're saying let me see we have one minute do we want do we have time to talk about obi-wan yeah we do i have so many more things i don't think we're going to talk about miss marvel because i've seen more of it than you have perfect so we'll talk about obi-wan perfect have we talked about any obi-wan yeah we have like the episode one and two that came out so now we've seen episode three and episode four and episode five we're nearing the end where are you at on your obi-wan journey how are you liking it i'm up, I'm up to date yeah He is slowly becoming Obi-Wan again. Yes. He's beca- he's he went back to Ben hiding, washed up over it, like burnt out. Hiding, <laughs> he lost traumatized, yep. traumatized Ben Kenobi and this show is bringing back Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then I think he's going to be like, "Cool, I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
I'm going to call myself Ben until episode four starts. <laughs> and then I will let Leia call me Obi-Wan Kenobi again. I kind of, I didn't think about it, but it made so much sense when they did the Viva reveal. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert for Obi-Wan. Spoiler alert for episodes one through five of Obi-Wan Kenobi. It makes a lot of sense. And I get it. I don't understand how they didn't kill her fully. So Again. That, <laughs> so that's my point. So it implies to me she has a she has a role to play somehow still. Oh, 100%. I have very, I'm pretty sure I'm right theory about episode six. Do you? Yeah. So... First of all, well, first of all, let's talk about your thoughts about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Episode one and two, big fan. Episode three and four, okay, where is this show going? Episode five, huge fan. <laughs> episode five was incredible, um, and then I think episode six is gonna blow my pants off. But, um, but I'm not. I'm trying not to get too hyped. Uh, you didn't know that Darth Vader was in this, and I know we kind of talked about that in episode one and two, but he's like in this, in this. He's in, this story is literally about Vader versus Kenobi. Vader hunting Kenobi. I want Kenobi. Uh, Inquisitors, get me Kenobi. Uh, they steal this kid, this senator's kid uh, called Leia <laughs> to try to draw Kenobi out, not knowing that it's Vader's kid. Um, which is crazy, which they clearly still don't know that they, they, they don't, don't know it. And the, I don't think anybody knows that. Yeah. Nobody knows that because I, everybody thinks Padme died before she gave birth. Yes. Nobody knows the significance of Luke and Leia. Yeah. Literally. I think only Kenobi knows because Kenobi doesn't even say it. And the until return of the fucking Jedi until, uh, yeah. So even in the original trilogy, you don't know it for three movies. That Leia is... Uh, <laughs> that Luke's. Luke and Leia are... Oh, yeah, yeah, Leia yeah. is, and Luke is... That's not confirmed until Return of the Jedi. I think when, in episode five, is that when uh, Yoda says there is another? Or is that in episode six? Uh, episode five, he says there's another, but Yoda doesn't say, like, who it is. No, yeah, but they also... You don't know the Luke and Vader connection until he says... I am your father. Yeah, exactly. And even then you go like, is that true? Yep. You don't get confirmation until Return of the Jedi when yes. he talks to Ben. Yeah. That's the only time you get it confirmed. Yeah, of is just, it true? He's my father. I wanted to tell you. Yeah, exactly. But I couldn't. Yeah. Right? That's the only time you get that confirmed by anybody in, in the movie. Yeah. Damn, you're right. In the trilogy. It's Return like, of the obviously, Jedi. Obviously, I am your father happens. But, but that there's could so be, much doubt. That could be a lie. That could yeah. just be him trying to fool him so he can gain power to kill the emperor. Yeah. So you don't truly believe it until Ben acknowledges it and says, yes. Yeah. And there's, and your sister. Yeah. And Vader doesn't even know about it until episode five. Cause that's when Palpatine says the son of Skywalker or son, or no, he had to have heard about Luke Skywalker, right? Who? Vader. Like he hears the name Luke Skywalker and he's like, hmm, that's an awful familiar name. <laughs> <laughs> what planet is he from? Yeah. Tatooine, you say. <laughs> Wait, um, really? They hid him there? <laughs> Vader, but at the time, don't forget, as a viewer, we don't know Vader was Anakin Skywalker. True. We just know that. But Vader does. <laughs> Vader does. Yeah, and Palpatine does. Canonically, yes. Yeah. They know. Yeah. But we, as the viewer, don't know until Return of the Jedi and it's confirmed. Yeah. Because then we go, wait a minute, what do you mean? What do you mean? 
Darth Vader is the father of Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And then Ben explains Anakin in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, exactly. He was like corrupted by the um, power of the dark side, the emperor and stuff like that. Yeah. Incredible. Um, so, so the show, yes, Vader Vader versus Kenobi is the show. Vader versus Kenobi, uh, planet hopping show, which uh, they also did not show in the trailers. They showed a bunch of tattooing, basically all of episode one of tattooing. They showed the episode two planet, which I forget the name of, but like the cyberpunk planet. Cyberpunk. (laughs) And then they showed like, uh, they showed a couple scenes in the fortress inquisitorious, Mm-hmm. Uh, the big underwater temple thing from Jedi Fallen Order, which, oh my god, it was so good seeing that in live action. That was so fucking cool. It looks good. Uh, it looks good. Uh, and then they showed, like, one scene of that, like, lifter robot and, like, Obi-Wan shooting a stormtrooper. Like, so we saw a bunch of episode one, a good chunk of episode two, and then, like, little tiny sprinkles of episode three, and then nothing in four, five, six. <laughs> so, like, I kind of... Kind of new. I thought that was going to kind of be the show. I thought he was going to have like a quick diversion to Cyberbuck Planet and then be taking care of Luke, taking care of Luke, taking care of Luke. He has not interacted with Luke yet. <laughs> There's he, been no Luke. He gave him a toy. And we saw we saw Luke like piloting his hut. <laughs> um, piloting his hut. Yes. Uh, and then like it's been a new planet every episode, which I actually think is kind of refreshing. I like that. Like he's on one mission. It's not like he's been exploring the galaxy in between because he really wants to get back to Tatooine. But he's been on one mission that's been taking him to all these different planets. So I like seeing that. Yeah. Seeing more Star Wars, more of the galaxy, more of the universe. I don't yeah. think we've seen any of these planets so far. So no. that's also cool. Um, I want more of that. Anybody who's working on Star Wars who's listening to the show, and I know there's a lot of you, just give me more planets. <laughs> Expand the universe. I enjoyed that this story is really about the self-journey of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. And it's really, like we've said earlier before we talked about it, it's kind of just dealing with trauma, dealing with who he is, what he is, what he represents, how he goes from not willing to fight to now he's willing to fight as an ex- like that's yes. a perfect example right like yeah all of us he was afraid to turn on his lightsaber and now he uses it and he's back to deflecting blaster bolts yeah. right he's coming back to to the to the obi-wan we know granted it's it's against vader which is by the way that hayden scene at the beginning when they were sparring yeah throughout the episode too which i love that they did that yeah they took one scene and they made it the that had like yeah. a couple different like key points and like split that up to mirror the key points in the episode to show like how how Obi-Wan has learned from mm-hmm. this and how Anakin just hasn't. <laughs> he's just right? same old Anakin. Right. He's and Anakin like that's at his, his core. Kind he of downfall learn. in these parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, that's something I really, really like. And yeah, I, I thought this I didn't think though there's one thing that bothers me about this show. Hmm. I almost didn't want to say it. Lair was neat when she got introduced, and I love the portrayal of the Carrie Fisher style Leia. Yeah, right? she's it's a spunky. The same personality type as yeah. the Leia we know from the original. Oh, yeah. The thing is, is like we as the viewer understand the importance of Leia. Mm-hmm. Nobody in this universe does. Except for Obi-Wan. Except for Obi-Wan. Yeah. Right? But everybody's kind of like, yeah, we got to protect that girl, right? But like, yeah, it's like, well, I mean, why are you so interested about saving her? Cause yeah, because you we, just think she's a girl that's with that homeless. That's dude. my that's my point. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, we know Obi-Wan cares. But I, in theory, nobody else should give a fuck about Leia. I had that thought passing a couple times. 
She is Senator Organa's daughter. They all know that. They know it's Leia Okay, Organa. true. So she is an important figure in, yeah. the poli- in the political world. She was kidnapped by, like, that. she's the daughter of a very noble political figure. Yeah. Like, I think all those people, the Ice Cube's son and, like, all of his friends and stuff like that. That is Ice Cube's son, Yes, by the way. I know, I know. Um, uh, all, of, all of his friends, like... I think that it, they're probably fans of Bail Organa's politics because he's like kind of he's still part of the Senate with Mon Mothma and he's like fighting for justice as part of this Imperial Senate. And it's like a huge uphill battle, obviously, but he's like he's working on it. And then his daughter gets kidnapped and this ex Jedi is trying to fight and they're like, hell yeah, we'll help you. Like, let's do this. So I think there's that. There's OK. That kind of patches that together. Yeah, that patches that together. But that was something that was on my mind of just like. Yeah, I, I like seeing the air speeders, aka the snow speeders. Yeah, that was really cool. They were to so see tiny. They are. Yeah, I didn't realize they were that they, small in episode five. I remember back when I was a teenager. I remember reading about them. They don't have the ability to fly outside the atmosphere, which is why you don't see them in space. Oh. Which is why they had to land in the ship to be transported out. Interesting. Which I love that they canonically kept that true. Yeah, because that's why you never see them in space. Yeah, because yeah, they're like, yeah, that's interesting. Very cool. Um, Reva. Let's talk Reva. Yes. She was a little too much for me. <laughs> what do you mean? Initially. What do you mean? Like, oh, okay. she's right. acting like too her, crazy. Her character. She is unhinged. Inquisitors aren't that, like, wild. She's, the, she's like, hellbent. But now we know that she was acting that way. Yeah. <laughs> like, she was hamming it up because she was trying to be like, I'm the best Inquisitor. Look how driven I am. I want to be promoted. I want to be right next to Vader all the time. <laughs> and now we know that she's not a true Inquisitor. Like, she is an Inquisitor for the purpose of getting close to Vader to kill him because he, she saw him, Anakin Skywalker, killing all the younglings and things like that. And it's interesting that she knows i mean granted that's enough information to go on anakin skywalker tried to kill me and killed all my friends and then there's this darth vader guy and anakin skywalker is nowhere to be found i could assume that's the same guy uh but i don't think she knew that that was darth vader at the time like you don't think so i don't think he was called that I mean, he was called that by Palpatine. Right. And Obi-Wan knew that because he saw the recording of him getting dubbed Lord Vader. Now rise, Lord Vader. No, no. She knew that that was Anakin. She knew that that was Anakin. But how does she know that Darth Vader is Anakin? Besides the fact that... Well, that's why... I mean, she tells... Anakin killed all Well, she tells tells, uh, Obi-Wan when she first talks him in the docks. She's like, oh, you didn't know he was alive. Yeah. But how did she know he was alive? Well, we don't know. There's there's a plot hole, plot hole. There's like a hole in the story of how she comes to join the Inquisitors. Yeah, because Inquisitors kill all four sensitives. Mainly, well, and they kill the they kill the majority of Jedi they find. So, how did she join their ranks? Yeah. Well, I mean, all the Inquisitors were Jedi. They have to turn themselves in and to be Inquisitors. Yeah, right? which I so, think she did that. Okay. She's like, hey, I got this hole in my gut, but like, <laughs> I want to join your party. Yeah. She's also third sister, so she must have joined fairly early. She must have been an Inquisitor for a while. True. True. Um, so, okay. So she was too much for you, but now you understand that it was kind of an act. And now I get it, which there's a lot of people. I've been reading the Reddit threads after every episode. See, I don't do uh, that. I, I don't jump on threads like you do. Yeah, I yeah, got it. Okay. I literally finish an episode. I'm like, cool. What are people? <laughs> I want the internet to tell me what to think now. Cause I usually form my own opinions right. 
and I'll see some that I agree with, and then I'll see counterpoints. I'm like, oh, interesting. It's mm-hmm. like I'm having this conversation, but I don't actually make any of the comments. And then I'll see people who are like noticing things that I haven't, but then also sometimes that hypes me up way too much. <laughs> That's what ruined Game of Thrones for me mm-hmm. and a lot of people, is we would watch an episode, we would all theorize about it on the internet. We built a better ending for that show than the writers uh-huh. did. <laughs> and I, that's kind of, that was kind of the problem with Game of Thrones. But like this had the opposite effect, where a lot of people were complaining about a lot of things along the way. Like, okay. Owen was barely in it. Luke was barely in it. He's not a Tatooine. How does... <laughs> How does Vader like know he's there? Rev is too crazy. This doesn't make any sense. And then episode five answered like 90% of those already. And also you can't have a story about Luke on tattooing with Vader because that ruins the whole point about Luke. Yeah. Right? Like you can't have a situation on tattooing yeah. because Luke has to stay secluded. That's the whole point of tattooing. Yeah. It's an outer rim planet that nobody fucking cares about. Yeah, exactly. You and can't I, have I, I Vader think- there stalking exactly because then it's like why are you around this boy yeah fucking you can't have those points exactly together. and i don't think vader ever wants to go back there like i think he likes he going to mustafar because he, <laughs> that place fills him with rage and also there's a video game that explains that there's this artifact there that he's trying to use to bring padme back to life but mustafar mostly fills him with rage because that's where he was like defeated by obi-wan and fire and all that stuff in it it just like fills him with rage but Tatooine would fill him with like sadness. So I don't think he wants to go back there. That's where he was raised. That's where his mother died. Oh yeah. He wants nothing to do with that place. So it ended up being like the perfect place to hide Luke. Um, and natural Leia, defense. Yeah. Leia, go, <laughs> go to a Senator's house uh, on a really fancy planet that Vader might show up at any time, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, but I think they're maybe far apart enough. That's why. Yeah. Um, so, the thing that I think they planted the seeds for with episode five. With Reva? Yes. Or just in general. Okay, with Reva. So Reva fights Vader, which was so fucking cool. Get your <laughs> like, fucking ass kicked. She tries everything in her kit and gets her ass kicked. <laughs> Easy peasy. Um, and which Vader. We saw like peak Vader. And Vader goes like, you thought I didn't see this coming? That yeah. was just the fucking, oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Like he was, he was toying with her. Also like Vader's rage, like pulling the ship back down and just ripping the doors <laughs> off. And the fact that he was so hell bent on that. If you rewatch that scene, you know how they had like the decoy ship, like that was the decoy ship and he pulls it down and then the other ship was right behind it. It was there the whole time. Yeah. I didn't even notice it. I didn't notice <laughs> it. Like, no. I was so I focused on that. what Vader was focused on. That was like clever that is cool. camera I- work. I didn't know that. It was right there. Okay. It I didn't takes know off. That. There's another ship right behind it. He pulls it down, rips the doors off, and then the other one takes right yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because like he's so. But like, I didn't. Ah. See, I didn't see it either. Yeah, because you see the ship leaving. Yeah, so it's just the hellbent. It catches rage. your eye, and then he's focused yeah. on it. So you think, oh, that must be the one. Um, and he's one hand in it too. Oh my god, walking so fucking good. He's just casually just like, nope, nope, come down. <laughs> Every other time we've seen that, it's like this giant like, ah, ah, yeah, like Ray and Kylo and that's yeah, like two handed fucking full body effort. Um, <laughs> so that was cool. Beats the shit out of Reva, Reva stabs her in the gut again, <laughs> like in the in the um the scar tissue from the last stab that he did. Uh, which I do like the kind of symmetry of he did that to Reva, stabbed her, left her for dead, her rage, her hatred. Uh, what did the Grand Inquisitor said? Like, hatred is a really great thing for, like... It's a really great motivator for, for like survival. Alive, yeah. Survival is something like that. That was cool. And then she did that to the Grand Inquisitor, which he probably, <laughs> his hatred for, I'm going to fucking kill Reva for this, kept him alive. And then Vader does it again, which also mirrors, like, Obi-Wan leaving him for dead. 
Uh, and like, there's all these characters that keep getting left for dead, but not like nobody does the double tap from John. Wick. That's what I'm saying. Like, why didn't the Grand Inquisitor or Vader just kill Reva in full? Yeah, just give her another poke. Yeah, <laughs> chop the head or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, right? Maybe they still have plans for her or something. Uh, like they left her for dead, and it seems like she was pretty dead, but like. They clearly know, because they just talked about it, that she's going to be super pissed, and that's going to be enough to keep her alive. I also think it's, uh, I think they know she's not a threat. Yeah, maybe. But here's what I think is going to happen, because my girlfriend turned over to me at the end of the episode, and she's like, what? I don't get what's happening. She picked up that little transmitter, the little radio the messenger, thing, yeah. that was really broken and like crackly, but she did heard, uh, protect the children. Uh, Owen and Tatooine. She knows Owen because she interrogated him in episode one. She knows about Tatooine because she was there in episode one. There's some child there. I think she can put together that Anakin's child <laughs> is on Tatooine. So she's going to go try to kill Anakin's child uh, to like continue to try to get her revenge on Anakin. And, and Obi-Wan has to kill her. Yes. So she's not going to Luke to hurt Obi-Wan. She's going to Luke to hurt Anakin, and Obi-Wan is going to have to protect Luke from Reva, but because she's going, like, she's trying to hurt Anakin. I think that's what's happening. And then, obviously, we're going to see Qui-Gon Jinn. I will say if right we now, don't, if we don't, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> For the record, I saw I saw a report that the uh, the writers are talking about we have enough material for season two to go. I'm hearing those whispers as well. I'm hearing the whispers. Which is like, but then then what? <laughs> like, what's what that mean? one going to be? Maybe Obi-Wan, like, on the side, like, helping build the rebellion or something like that. But, like, I feel like episode six could wrap things up pretty neatly. I thought I there were seven episodes see... in this, though. Huh? There's seven episodes in this. Six. Wednesdays, there's only one more? Wednesday's the finale. Which, like, there's a lot to wrap up. It could be a longer episode, because the longest episode so far is 42 minutes. They could leave it open-ended for season two if it would, if it would be willing to get picked I up. I hope they don't. Like, this felt like so I was so excited to just get a little chunk of a story. Like, just tell the in-between. But didn't you get that with Boba Fett? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't laugh at all. You just had that look. Just sad. Just straight to sad. <laughs> uh, Boba Fett didn't need to happen. <laughs> Nobody cared about what happened. Boba Fett was cool again. I just wish they didn't fucking shoot the action scenes the way they did. Yeah. That's what ruined it. Yeah. The action scenes are what ruined it. Everything else is fine. Yeah. The story was fun. I loved the... Uh, the mini season of Mandalorian season three we got. That's what I'll say about <laughs> Boba Fett. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for this to wrap up. I, I really genuinely hope we're going to see Qui-Gon. I think there's a couple more, like, not loose ends, but, like, bridges they can gap or gaps they can bridge um, of, like, maybe they could explain why Force Ghost Anakin is, like, sexy hunky Anakin instead of old guy Anakin or something what do you like mean? that. You know, at the end of episode six, when uh, Obi-Wan and Yoda and Anakin show up to, like, smile at Luke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they changed off, yeah. it to be Hayden. Maybe there's something, like, there's that. There's still, like, one line in episode six that's has not been addressed in Star Wars. Uh, Luke says... I know there's still good in you, Father. Yes. And Vader says, Obi-Wan thought the same thing, too. So far, we've never seen Obi-Wan think that. 
when Obi-Wan found out that Anakin was bad, he's like, okay, cool, fight to the death, motherfucker, and cuts his legs off, leaves him to burn on a lava planet, and then that's it. And then he shows up in episode four. He never infers that he still thinks there is good in him, and now we have this show, and he still hasn't said, I think there's good in him. He wants to kill him, so I think there's going to be some Vader-Obi-Wan meeting there's... where he's going to express, I still have hope for you, my dude. Me and Qui-Gon got you. Like, I just talked to Qui-Gon in this cave. Yeah, I can see that. He said you're the chosen that. one. Like, get snap out of it, I can dude. see that. I can also see how... You, the, so, the, I, I love... Here's something I do love about this show. They are kind of bridging what we've experienced with recent Star Wars into the original Star Wars. Mm. Like, I mentioned about how in the last time we spoke about this, which was, like, weeks ago because of all of our fucking schedule... Um, the just even the way that they fight now with lightsabers yeah like darth vader style right yeah they're aligning it to what we know from the originals yes and it's a little heavier and something even cooler about this that i think that might is probably just a minor detail but in the original movies darth vader only draws his lightsaber when he's fighting luke he fights ben yeah in episode four and he fights luke yeah in uh empire and return of the jedi yep you don't see him use it on on fucking grunts and plebs. Yeah. Right? You're like you don't you, Yeah. <laughs> you don't see that. He just force fucking throws everybody and chokes them to Yeah, that. he chokes and yeah. In that scene against Reva, that's exactly what he did. He didn't ever ignite his own lightsaber. Yeah. He, he kept just it holstered the whole time. He just fucking <laughs> like kung fu like he just stayed on the center line and just fucking like, you know, Philly slipped. <laughs> fucking everything <laughs> not even just hands down philly slipped fucking like pushing her around with the force pushing her around with the force stopping Stealing her her lightsaber taking the lightsaber and just fucking her up uh. with her own shit he that's the vader style that we know and yeah. it's so cool they did that instead of him like drawing and turning his on yeah and because we saw him use it to fight ben in episode three that's my point yeah we're seeing him turn it we're seeing the vader portrayed in these in this current medium to align with the Vader we know. Yeah. Which I think is a, a really cool thing they're doing because they're not trying to rewrite Vader to be this acrobatic, hardcore fucking fighter. It's He's a terrifying dude of rage. And yeah, he pulls out his saber, I guess, when he really needs to or wants to, but it's it aligns to the Vader image that we have. I just thought of a parallel in okay. episode five, within episode five. Ooh. So I think it's an intentional parallel. Say it, say it, say it, say, it, say, it, say uh, it. The sparring scene between Obi-Wan and Anakin, the flashback scene, mm-hmm. there's a part where Obi-Wan loses his lightsaber and he kind of fights with the force and he like jukes and things like that and then steals <clears throat> Anakin lights, Anakin's lightsaber. And he's like, I, you still got shit to learn, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> Vader does that with Reva, almost as if he's still teaching her some shit. Like he's still training her for something. <laughs> So that's kind of interesting, you know? Like, he easily could have been like, and just (laughs) ripped her in half. Exactly. Like, effortlessly. But he's like, he he was fighting to like defend. He, he easily could have yeah. He knew her he, he knew she couldn't hurt him. Yeah, that's what it was. But so she, he was still like he was dodging and like proving her wrong and taking her lightsaber and throwing it back on the ground. Like yeah. let's keep fighting. Here you go. Keep I, going. It, it almost seemed like it was more training, and maybe that's why they just stabbed her and left her alive. Like you still got more dark side stuff to learn. Maybe that could be what they. Set I can up still in use you. Season two. Yeah. Like, I'm going to make you even angrier. <laughs> like, let's go. I can still use... There's a, a tiny slip of... I'm sorry. Before I go on to Reva, 
I was talking about um, Obi-Wan. Yeah. Right? And I was talking about um, the fighting. The thing that about Obi-Wan, like, you, to your point, like, how Ben says there's still good in you, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. That's what he said, too. The way Ben Kenobi in episode four responds to the Death Star and knowing Vader's on it, mm. it's very unique, right? He knows Vader's there. Yeah. And he almost knows, I'm not going to survive off this ship. Yeah. Like he and he doesn't panic. He's like, I'll take care of the tractor beam. Yeah, you guys do your thing, and I'll give you time to get out of here. Yeah, he doesn't say it like that, right? But then when he's running and he stops and he sees Vader, and it's almost it's weird because he he doesn't look fearful. He there's a point where he actually almost smiles. Yeah, you know he's what like, I mean. All right, here we go. Yes, right. Qui Gon trained me for this. Yes, and he turns it on, and then he pulls pulls up the saber, and they start fighting. Yeah, it's just the way they interact. There's a weird confidence. Yeah, in the fact that he knows he'll, I guess, losing isn't the right term, but he knows what he's doing by fighting Vader that time. Exactly, and that's something that's so. He knows diff- Vader is going to strike him down. Well, he lets him. Yeah, right. But Strike it's me so round off, and I'll become more powerful than you could ever imagine. And it's or something like that. and it's so weird because it's so opposite of of the Obi Wan we see now with him, where yeah. he's fearful and running. But we're beginning to see that transition of like he kind of he knows Anakin. I it's it's it, it, go, it goes back to my point of like how they're they're beginning to bridge what we know of the original trilogy and how those characters are. Yeah, they're bridging it. Yeah. And they're they're showing us how they're molding into that. And that's what I like the most about this show. Yeah. Having this conversation has already made me not upset if there's going to be a season two. I wouldn't be oh, You changed real quick. You changed in 10 minutes there. Because of what you just said. What's that? Like, Obi-Wan in episode four is so, like, Zen master. And we still haven't even seen that. We're not going to see that character development in episode six. Yeah. I think we'll see him finally get in touch with Qui-Gon. And then season two might be training season. Full Liam Neeson every episode. Because <laughs> well, they, again, we, the he needs last... to learn how to become one with the force. The start of the very first episode in recap, Yoda says, more training for you. That is how the recap ends. Like, by the way, I told you, you got to go talk to Quagon. <laughs> The worst fucking Yoda impression of all time. But I saw that. I was like, oh, shit, we're doing. And then episode one. Come on, Qui-Gon. I need you, bro. Pick up your phone. And it's like he hasn't shown up yet. I think it's going to be like at the end of the episode or like even post credits. And then it'll be like, hey, does anybody want a season two? You want to see how he becomes to learn how to be a force ghost? And then like becomes zen as fuck. (laughs) Like and just be cool getting cut in half. I think that could be kind of the the plot for season two. Maybe Reva is like Vader's like, you still got more to learn. Maybe she like falls even farther and is just like, I don't want to kill Anakin anymore. I want to serve Lord Vader now or something Whoa, like that. And then season two heel turn. is full heel, heel turn. I am an inquisitor for real now. And then Obi-Wan is full on becoming to learn how to be a force ghost. And then some plot. Because like, also when we see him fight Maul. Yeah. In the desert, yeah. in Rebels, right? Yeah. That's a very different Obi-Wan than yeah. what we see now. Which, timeline-wise, is two years after this show, <laughs> which he looks way older. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. I think is just like, 
the animator's like, how old do you think you would look? I don't know, like Alec Guinness minus five. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Alvin Guinness minus five. And then this show is doing how old would Obi-Wan look? I don't know, episode three plus ten? Yeah, Yeah, basically that. Which doesn't line up. But that explains that growth in character from the fearful, secluded Ben to being, I'm I'm Obi-Wan, I'm a Jedi again. But it's weird because in episode four, I don't know if he hides it because he knows it's Luke. Because with Han, he's very cocky about like, okay, Han. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. There's no force. Okay, yeah, Han. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Like he, he smirks almost every time Han Solo talks about the force. Yeah, at that point, he's like wise Hawaiian grandpa. Yes. <laughs> like, he's like, that's cool if you don't believe it. I'm, we're cool with that. Yeah, but like he, like I said, I, again, there's the whole side talk of like, there's. Han has some connection to it, so he almost knows because he can sense it in Han of like, oh yeah, totally. There's no force, right? Yeah. Yep. You just get these funny feelings sometimes, and you're just lucky all the time. You're just an incredible pilot. You're just some incredible pilot who's lucky every <laughs> single time he flies. Instincts. Yeah. You just yeah. You just you just trust your instincts. Yeah. Okay. You're just good. Got it. Like I think that's why he might be smirking because that's a that, that's like uh, dude, you're force sensitive as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and Don't it's even a trip, dog. And he's like, yo, the force is such a joke. That hippie shit. He's like, yeah, totally, man. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Like, but like, there's this weird way he talks to Luke where he tries to hide what he can do. Yeah, to Luke, and I don't want to beat him over the head with. And I don't know why. Do you know what I mean? I like, mean, maybe it was ten years trying to talk to Luke and Owen being like, "I'll fucking kill you, old man." <laughs> so maybe he's like, it "Still feels weird <laughs> to tell this I don't, kid." Do you think it's that, or do you think it's maybe like he's just like, "I, I can't." I don't really know. Maybe he doesn't want to uh, lead him on too much, too fast. Maybe like, not the, overwhelm him with like. Yeah, because also like the boy is too old to be trained. They took oh, kids like at, yeah. when they were infants. This dude's nineteen years old. Yeah. So maybe he's like, I gotta like spoon. I gotta this be guy. watch. Um, I gotta be watch Empire Strikes Back to see Yoda's response to him because Yoda. <laughs> I can't tell if Yoda did that as a, as like a performance. What? To throw Luke off, be this quirky. I'm a crazy little yeah, guy. Exactly. <laughs> like, be this fucking psycho dude. Or if, like, he's genuinely just lost his mind being secluded on Dagobah. A little bit of both. You I think, think so? He's a little wacky being on Dagobah. I mean, even in the scenes when he's not wacky Yoda, he's still a little bit looser than prequels Yoda. Um, so I think being in complete isolation for 20 and years he's old. changes a guy. He's yeah, extremely sure. old. And then he definitely put on an act. That's very clear to me. In you think so? Five. Yeah. When he gets there, he's like, <laughs> I'm going to steal your beans. <laughs> like beats him in the head and stuff like that. He's like whacking R2. Mine, yeah. Mine. Yeah, mine. exactly. He knows R2. Yes. Like he's buddies with R2. So yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely putting on an act. And then uh, Obi-Wan is like, he must, he must be trained. No, he's too old. I'm I'm wise as shit all of a sudden. Yeah, like, it's, it's, he, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, he flips. He's like, no. And Luke is like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> You're not a crazy little swamp monkey? Like, <laughs> crazy little swamp monkey. <laughs> yeah. I am so excited to talk about episode six next week. Oh, it's going to be a banger. Yeah, I, I really think it is. I I'm, really hope it's not a letdown. I mean, because to your it, point, it could be. they can't wrap it all up in one episode. Yeah, there's too much to wrap up. There's in one too episode. much. But I mean, they could rush it to do it, but it's just they could rush it. It would have to be a long episode, and they would have to rush it. I think, or they could wrap up enough about this story and set up a season two that would still feel uh, like 
appropriate, adequate, uh, like satisfying for you do season one to it, yeah. end to to not be too rushed or something like to that. To leave it like you know, reception was good. We have a plot for season two here. Like yeah, we have a few threads. He we meets Qui Gon, Reva like fully embraces the dark side. Set that up, and then we'll see what storyline they come up with season two. What if they fucking do it on purpose just to force the hand of like give us season two There's, i mean it's not finished they'll get it. the fans I, want it uh episode one and two of obi-wan i want to say was the most watched thing on disney plus ever i think really i think so yeah i th- i think so i may be confusing that with stranger things <laughs> season four of stranger things was the most watched thing on netflix oh, in one week we haven't reviewed stranger things yeah we'll have to do that later well let's just do that after season four completely wraps up after july 1st okay it's like two weeks yeah fine yeah fine okay well in that cool. case this has been a long episode catching back up yes it's good to be we're back, back though we're back yeah. on schedule we're... see you in three weeks <laughs> so <laughs> back on schedule thank you for hanging in there and yeah, uh you. yeah like and subscribe bye How do I sound? I hope you sound fine. I hope I sound fine too. <clears throat> yeah, do a little coughing. Yeah, yeah. I'm so tired. I'm so old. Yeah, you know that Beatles song? No, I I don't listen to Beatles. It's, I think they're the worst band. Okay, it's ever. called "I'm So Tired." <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> it's a vibe. <laughs> it hits the mark. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>